Well, welcome to the Situation Report for December 20th, 2023. It's Colonel Murray, and the situation around us is crumbling quickly. We're seeing a number of things across multiple fronts that should give people pause. The first one is the uptick in, in both the invasion force that's coming in, as well as the rhetoric around it. I find it interesting that just before, just prior to recess, the last bit of business that the Congress did was pass a new defense appropriations bill. And of course, there's funding for Israel and funding for Ukraine there. Even though the Republicans said they weren't going to do it, starting to see the bigger picture, folks. They're playing you. This is all distraction. It's all distraction to keep your eyes away from what's really going on. And that is right now, across our entire country, is an invasion of foreigners, an invasion. And the entire thing is being waged through the UN, and it's being waged through the UN at the behest of the U.S. government and the elites. And I'm talking about the oligarchs, guys like Bill Gates and the rest. Sinjus Soros, it's not just the Rothschilds. There's a lot of people involved in this. And logistically, this is this is going to ramp up to a million people a month coming into the country. And it amazes me that Americans aren't aren't upset and taken to the streets already. Because what when you see the just the volume of people coming through and the amount of stuff they're giving these people when they walk in the door, cell phones, new clothing, apartments, stipends, visa, visa credit cards. And they're literally, they're doing all of it on your dime. And every one of the politicians know what's going on. And, and, I, and I'll tell you this because I talked to somebody at state today. Somebody I haven't talked to in a very long time and finally pinned him down. And he basically said, yeah, everybody knows. No one cares. There's no one in Congress that cares. There might be a few that actually speak out about it, but nobody really cares. I want you to take that in for a second. The people that we've sent to represent us are bought and sold by the elite, and they do not care about the average American. On top of that, there's no conversation, no dialogue around the vaccines and the deaths related to the vaccines. And look, I had a conversation with a medical doctor this week that I respect highly, and I didn't argue with him. He said, you know, the science is irrefutable. I'm not going to argue with that. I just said, you know, I care about my friends and I and I go I go by what I what I see. And what I see is this is killing people wholesale. But there is some good news in all of that. Just this week alone, I've probably had 60 or 70 conversations via email, via text, via PM versus direct message. I have had a host of conversations around getting prepared, bugging out. What should I have in my bug out bag? How much water should I have? How much water should I have in my car? What do I need to really pay attention to? How do I do a, a strip map, which I thought was interesting because the person I came from was one of those people that 
um, I never thought would, um, for lack of a better word, I never thought this person would be interested in um, even, even entertaining the idea of that. And not only, um, not only was he interested, but he's making active plans to, to get ready. So, you know, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that cities are going to be dangerous places. Um, and that a lot of this is going to take place in, in blue cities first. But I heard this week, which part of the reason why I was going to have a conversation with a medical doctor was that some of the more lethal vaccines were in the red states and they were, they were issued to the red states first, which Okay, you can make a case for that. I don't have any, there's no proof of that, but it sure would stand to reason that they would give the lighter doses and non-lethal doses to the folks that are in the blue states that are already signed up for the program and going along with the, going along for the big win. But either way, what it shows me is that the, the vaccines were a bioweapon that we're targeting individuals. Here's an interesting thing that that I heard from state. And I don't know the validity of this, but evidently the death rates in Central and South America are way higher than they are here, and they're not being reported at all. And some of the death rates in this, you know, some of the um, some of the Asian countries are just as high as well. Now I don't know the validity of that, but that would that would really, I would say that that would probably be on par because reporting in third world countries is not what it is here. It's not, um, it's not nearly as robust and sophisticated, but it shows you that this was a bioweapon that was used across the planet, not just here. So the other thing that's going on, um, is this whole conversation around Trump and the 14th Amendment being taken off the ballot in Colorado. They're literally trying to steal the election right in front of us. They're, they're, they, Time Magazine this week released an article that I found shocking when I read it. But then again, I had to take a step back and realize it's Time Magazine. This is the title of it. The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that saved the 2020 election. It literally outlines all of the fraud that they used to steal the election under the guise that we had to protect the country from the mega crowd. That is literally what these people think. And I want to, I want to caution everybody that there are a lot of Americans that have been member of the mind virus that have been brainwashed to think that the orange man is bad. This is living proof that a journalist sat down, knew all of the facets in which they cheated and which they committed fraud and treason, outlined it in an article and then stamped it with, we had to do it. The ends justify the means. In every single case, when you talk about a liberal, this is exactly what I've been talking about. There's no mountain too high. There's no valley too wide. 
There's no river too deep. Whatever it takes to justify their criminality, they will do. It is mind-boggling to me that people are not up in arms about this. I mean, 20 years ago, I literally could have told you that, you know, this would have sent people to jail. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. The, the only thing I can say is no one should be surprised. No one. And no one should be upset that this is happening. What this shows you is we have to take our country back. We have to take it back. And look, I don't know what else to say or to do to get people to unite under the flag that we need to we need to restore the Constitution and we need to retake our country. I, I, I've seen probably 10 or 15 different leaders say the exact same thing. And this is the one that I'm getting tired of. We need another George Washington. No, we don't. We have a ton of George Washingtons right now. What we need is people to listen, people to participate, people to draw their line in the sand and then step over it to defend it. The problem is nobody's drawing a line in the sand to say, this is it. This is the line of retreat that I will not cross. This is the line in the sand that makes me pick up arms against these people, no matter what the consequences are. No matter what the personal harm that comes to me. I don't hear anybody saying that. No one. And until people do, we're going to watch our country eroded into dust. And there may not be a way to save our country at this point. The infiltration could be too deep, but they're building literally the control grid around you right now. I, I don't know if anybody caught it this week or last week, but over the last two weeks since the FCC handed over control of the internet and censorship to the White House, every company that does online business has updated their terms of service. You should go read them. Read your current terms of service. It's amazing when you read terms of service for like a video game or for a, a social media company. Basically, they say they own your data, they can sell your data, they can do whatever, and they can decide to throw you off your, their platform for whatever reason they want, and you have no recourse. And I don't know if you've played an online game, but it's a cheat fest. And it's a symptom of the greater ill of our society and the mind virus that Elon Musk talked about. Because it is amazing to me to watch some of the unsportsmanlike shit that goes on, some of the, and they call it emoting. So basically you win, you do a little dance or you you shoot somebody or you you win a game and you 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 bounce up and down like you're teabagging them. I I don't know about you, but when I played sports, if I'd have done any of that shit, my coach would have beat the shit out of me, literally taking me behind the backstop and beat the shit out of me and said that's not that's <laughs> that's unsportsmanlike conduct. 
We don't do that here. And our whole, the, the, the generations, the last five generations have been taught to cheat, to cut corners, to literally not respect authority, to not respect any kind of, of um, logical argument. It's all about emotion. And I don't know if you've talked to, to you know, a, a teen, but my God, the amount of stupid things that they are worried about right now is mind boggling to me. My, my, one of my neighbors is a, uh, 13 year old and he was out front of my house. I was outside doing something in my truck yesterday and he, he stopped and was, was asking me, you know, how many cars I owned and, and, uh, telling me about, um, you know, what kind of car he wants to drive and blah, blah, blah. He's 13. He's got three years. He's, he's got a few years left, but what was amazing to me was to listen to him talk about what's important to his, his age group. He, he could care less about, um, most of the things that we care about, like mortgage money. It's all about this car will give me a good social media presence. It'll give me a good presence in the neighborhood and it'll give me a good presence at school. Doesn't care about dating. Doesn't care about any, he's 13, right? But I thought it was amazing. Just the conversation. And then we, we got on to, uh, started talking games and he, uh, he said, I don't, my parents don't let me play games. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I don't play online games. I get too, I get too agitated and I, or he didn't say agitated, I got too angry and I break things. I go, why is that? He goes, because everybody's cheating. Everybody's cheating. And I said, yeah, I know. He goes, how come you don't get mad? Oh, I get mad. But it, it what bothers me is that it's not the cheating that bothers me. It's the fact that all these online companies have done nothing to deal with the cheating. Like, here's a case in point. There's there's a game that there's the two of these world games, right? World of War, uh, it's World of Warships and World of Tanks. Those, those two those two games have been around for probably ten to twelve years, and they for a while they had a massive following. I couldn't play. I couldn't, I, I will, I refused after a while to play player versus player because it's always the same experience. And the, the publishers of it, I can't remember the name of the publishers that do uh, world of warships. They, they literally will not let you report anybody for cheating. They have, they have literally conditioned the entire community to believe that there's no cheating, which is a lie. Every game out there, like Call of Duty, is the worst. It is the worst for cheats. It's the worst for aimbots. It's the worst for UAV hacks. All the things that these guys these guys buy off the dark web to be able to play better online. And it's stupid because what they what these guys don't realize is they have rendered the stats useless. So the, all these games they collect all these stats for how you play. It's it's useless. Because the games are all set up now to, to teach people how to cheat, how to 
how to um, play with unsportsmanlike conduct, but more importantly, it, it's a it's a good barometer for the rest of our society because it shows that there's no moral compass anymore. It's just every man for himself. I got to get mine. That's literally the messaging in every single game. Besides all the the normal liberal and CIA tropes that are in there, you know, the the LGBTQ, the rainbows, the all that other crap, all the fetishes, they're all in the games for little kids to see. And that's our society in a whole. And when you add that to social media and you add kids in that equation, so you got the gaming community, you got social media, then you have the the status piece of that which is the the social part of that the visceral part that most people ignore but now it's is very much a part of and always has been and very much a part of every teenager's life is it any wonder why so many kids are so confused about what's right and what's wrong is it any wonder why so many kids don't have any social or even conversation skills or emotional intelligence. It's because their whole life is spent in front of a monitor, interacting with people with no consequences. When you have a visceral conversation with people, there's consequences to things that you say. You can see by their their facial expression, by their body language, you can see and, and how they respond, whether or not you pressed a button. And most of these kids are oblivious to it. And I mean oblivious to it. That should tell you how, how far down the bowl we've swirled. And the reason why I'm talking through this is it explains why there's an entire set of generations that has no moral compass whatsoever. They have no, no work ethic, no moral compass, no value system. They have no ability to communicate, no emotional intelligence. Is it any wonder why they got duped into taking an unsafe vaccine and not questioning authority? Their entire life is checked out. They're so checked out. They don't even know where their fucking car is parked. That's how checked out most of them are. And I have friends in the security business that are junior engineers. And I keep telling them, why are you on TikTok? You're a security engineer. They completely own your phone. Every keystroke you do on your phone, they're sending back to China. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't care. I don't have anything to hide. And all of that is the programming from the academics, the academic, um, the academic world. The parochialism in the academic world has ruined education. And so now you have education feeding into this acceptance of loss of big R rights and this loss of persona and this loss of social graces. It's all being programmed in school. And then you have the, all these other inputs into a kid's life. Is it any wonder why are the next generations beside, behind us are so screwed up? And I don't know if you've done or watched dating in the, in the 20 something crowd. It's unbelievable. And I'll, and I'll give you for instance. So I was talking to uh, to my oldest, and we were talking about dating, and a, and um, the conversation was around the some of their friends dating, and how awful it is 
because for for girls, literally, it's like, hey, how you doing? Send me nudes. For guys, it's, hey, how you doing? Here's a dick pic. I mean, literally, that's how it goes. If it's not already on Tinder or on one of the other um, dating apps, which I think is amazing that somebody would put that in a, in a dating app profile. But that's the state of where we are. And what I'm what I'm building for you is a, is a picture of why it's so easy to manipulate the public, because you have all these artificial stimulus stimuli that literally that take your line of sight off of the visceral experience of meeting and engaging human beings. And because of that, we have a whole generation that does not, and we have generations, not just one, that has no understanding of discernment or any kind of critical thinking whatsoever. And it's because for the last 20 years, 30 years, they've been taught, inundated really, with instant gratification. You need it now. You need it now. You need it now. And it explains why the younger generations are so docile when it comes to the, the steady and sustained erosion of civil rights, of freedoms, of civil liberties. I mean, it is amazing to me that the younger generations are just asleep. And to be perfectly honest, it's going to piss people off, but I don't give a fuck. It's bad fucking parenting. If you let your kids spend all their time in social media, all their time in gaming, all their time doing online behaviors, you get what you deserve. Because if you don't have any boundaries for a kid, especially around technology, you're going to have a drone when they get through school and you will not be able to deprogram them. I look at what's being done in the kindergarten level and what they're introducing kids to at a very young age. And if you're not a proactive parent that's, that's deeply involved in your kid's academic life in one through six, you're going to have a terrorist by the time they're 18, completely, completely brainwashed. And it doesn't matter what state you live in. And then there's the other side of the fence, the homeschooling side of the fence. The double-edged sword with homeschooling is that you're, you're teaching a kid a value system without any interaction to the outside world. And it makes it very, very hard for that kid to not only integrate, but to, to meet and actually build some friendships with people that are outside of that, that whole um, belief system. And I, you've seen this time and time again on both sides of the fence. I have I have friends that are so so insanely liberal that they will only let their kids hang out with other kids whose parents support abortion or some some political cause that has no bearing on their life whatsoever. On the other side of the coin, I've seen kids that are that are Christians and their parents will not let them associate with anybody outside of their church. And Again, if you're homeschooling and you're subjecting your kids to that, you're limiting to their ability to grow and to build discernment skills. And that is that is massively detrimental to any kid's development. 
but it explains why so many people have and why so much has gone on and why so many people are going along to get along. It's because it's been bred out of the last three to four generations to do any critical thinking. When I was in college, it was all about critical thinking. It was all about using discernment. It was all about breaking down narratives. It was all about doing deep research and understanding what the real, um, the real topic was, what the facts were around the topic, what the data points were around the topic, especially political topics. And it was, it was common, commonly accepted, accepted practice that there were people that were subject matter experts on certain um, political discussion topics like immigration. I, I had a, a friend of mine at state that was, he's, he was an expert on immigration in the nineties and early two thousands. And he talked about the, the, the loophole where women can fly into this country, deliver their baby and their kids a U.S. citizen by default. He talked about closing that loophole for years and there was no political will to do it. But he knew all the ins and outs of it. He knew the number of people that were coming coming into the U.S. to do it. He knew how often it was happening. He could tell you which states were more favorable to it. I mean, ask a kid now anything about immigration. Most of them don't even know geography. They don't know shit. And they don't want to know anything. They're only interested in the next TikTok video. It's it's retarded. But that's the world that we live in. So the point I'm driving to with all of this is that younger generation is not going to be counted on to go fight wars. They're not going to be counted on to to build and to you know bring us out of this. It's going to be up to us to do that, to lead the way out. And we're going to have to motivate them, deprogram them, build them up, and then give them discernment skills, all while we're fighting the fight, which I think, for lack of a better word, is going to be a monumental task in and of itself. But here we are. And, you know, the, the good news is there's a lot of people now that are paying attention, that are making plans. And, and I'm not saying that lightly. I've had no less than 10 conversations this week about bug up eggs, about people being prepared, where they should go, getting out of the city. So that's good news. And it's good news because it means people are starting to see that what's happening can't be undone quickly. And then the other piece that that I think is really interesting too is that despite the fact that the the elite are trying very, very hard to drive people into a corner. It's just not working. And more and more people are awake to what's really going on, even liberals, which is amazing to me. But, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing people wake up to the fact that what they've been told and what they're seeing in real life don't match up. And I think it's amazing. Now, here's the most amazing thing that happened this week, and this is really good news. The Epstein client list and the people that were accused of molesting children on the island is going to be released on one January, I think, one or two January. That is, I I think following that's going to be disclosures, and I think following that it's going to be a massive public outcry. So I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it more and more until people really realize it. Despite all of the 
the things that you're seeing that are bad. There's a lot of good things going on in the peripherals that people aren't awake to yet, but they're, they're starting to pay attention to. And the fact that we've been able to disrupt a lot of their conversation and a lot of their dialogues and, and narratives is proof positive that we're driving them towards a culmination point, which we need to keep doing. We need to drive this on our agenda, not on their agenda. And we need to do it so that no matter what they do, the public's awake to what they're doing and it doesn't have the same impact. They've always been able to get, get over and get along and, and keep us moving in their direction because they've had control of the cultural narrative. They've lost the cultural narrative forever. And because of that, now when we call out one of their plans, one of their their narratives, it gets a lot of traction and it gets it basically gets disrupted almost to the point that they release it. Look at how much how much conversation was generated from Leave the World Behind. And it wasn't just the Obama's a traitor tropes and all that other crap. It was a conversation around this is what they're telling us are going to do. And now they can't pull that off and sell it to the public because everybody knows that it's predictive programming. I, I probably heard that a thousand times last week, predictive programming, predictive programming. That is fantastic news because it means people are awake to what they're doing and they can't hide in plain sight anymore. The more we disrupt them, the more we put them on their heels and the more we can drive the system to collapse on our time versus theirs. So don't despair. Lose the fear and get in the fight. That's the only thing that you should be doing right now anyway, besides expanding your sphere of influence and your line of sight. Now, on an administrative level, Friday I'm going to do an interview with Sharita. It'll be part two about numerology and explaining what it is, how it's supposed to work, and some of the math around it. Um, we'll be back to the, uh, the roundtable next week. I'm not going to do it this week. It's just too hard. And, you know, I with Christmas coming up, too many other activities. So we'll forego it this week, but we'll be, we'll be back at it next week and, and then into the new year. The thing to remember, though, is now is the time to reconnect with people. Enjoy it while you can. Enjoy your family while you can. And still keep getting prepared. And more and more people are asking me every day. That's a good thing. It means that people are awake. So don't forget that either. We'll be back next week. God bless. One team, one fight. And I'm going to play something uh, from the 80s, but it's not um, It's not going to be the whole 80s um, pop genre. This is going to be a little ZZ Top got me under pressure. And this is the 2008 remastered version from uh, Eliminator. Great album. I love ZZ Top. Um, but yeah, here's ZZ Top. God bless. Thank you.